Girl, you are trying hard to get through college debt-free or just get through college at all with your mental health intact. But then on top of thinking about grades and money and relationships and, uh, oh yeah, getting sleep and time with God and, oh, food. How is your relationship with food? Is it healthy or unhealthy? And that could be unhealthy in that you are very, like, very obese unhealthy, but it could also be unhealthy that maybe you're not eating enough or you're trying to be too over into fitness and working out too much and under eating. Like, whatever it is, it could also be stressing out your ability to handle your mental health, mental peace in college, which also significantly affects your ability to, you know, deal with money well, budget well, pay for college, look at scholarships. All of the things are intertwined. So I want to talk with you today with my guest, Miranda Lee, and we're going to talk about how to have no guilt around food and fitness as a Christian college girl. Miranda Lee is going to talk with you about empowerment and food freedom. And I think any of us could really use some help with this. So check it out. Hey girl, welcome to Money and Mental Peace, a podcast for Christian college girls wanting to graduate debt-free. Do you procrastinate on homework while Googling easy scholarships and money for college because you're drowning in debt and student loans? Afraid you'll never have enough time and motivation to find ways to pay for college when you don't even have enough time to sleep or have a social life? I'm Kara. I too was a stressed college student and overachiever looking for money and mental peace. I wondered if there were other ways to pay for college, and I wished for a clear direction on how to do it. I wanted an easier way to fund college with less anxiety, but I kept telling myself I had no idea what to do thought I wasn't finished in school fast enough, and thought I would never have enough money. Until some scholarships and real rare school hacks got me through debt-free, and I can show you how to do this as well. In this podcast, you'll find mental peace, answers for your future, and enough money to kill it at college. So grab your cold brew and TI-89 and enroll in the most stress-free and debt-free class that you've ever attended. This is Money and Mental Peace. Hey guys, so we are here with Miranda Lee, and I pronounce your name right that correctly? Yes. Because yeah. <laughs> her name is spelled adorably with M I R, right, Miranda? Um, so can you tell me what your podcast is and what you do? Kind of introduce yourself and we'll get started. Yeah, so I am the host of the M Powered Podcast, so M Powered Podcast, and it's all about learning to find food freedom through fitness and faith and just really building that self-confidence. So I am a faith-based confidence and health coach. And I just love helping mostly women um, just learn how to ditch diets and that diet mentality and learn to love themselves at all sizes, shapes, phases that they go through and to not let their happiness depend on um, these silly things like what pant size we are, what the scale says, because there's so much more to life than obsessing over those things. But this doesn't mean that we can't try to be our healthiest selves. So I'm just all about finding, helping people find that balance so they can be thriving instead of just trying to survive. Awesome. And for an example, um, my avatar, my girl listening 
is like me she's probably a more anxious trying to conscientious looking through everything trying to be aware of what's going on so not only is she thinking about college and education and paying for college and grades and relationships and sleep but she's also probably like oh i maybe i should like eat healthier and then just the fact that there are multiple things swimming around in her head stresses her out more which affects your health which affects your mental health and then your ability to do anything else. <laughs> Basically, imagine my girl kind of frazzled. Okay? Um, and so I believe anyone who's listening that you could probably benefit from Miranda's podcast because even if you're in college, you're probably going through the same situations. So can I ask you, um, do you have a story behind this that like got you to this food freedom point? Like, is this personal to you? Man, yeah, I mean, I'd love to share my story. And, you know, you, you talk about college, and I think that's kind of where I really hit rock bottom and was like, oh, man, things need to change. So, like, fitness and nutrition and just health has always been um, a really big part of my life at a really, really young age. But unfortunately, looking back now, it wasn't the healthiest relationship since it was more um, obsessive, and I kind of made it my identity um, you know, I started at a really young age at, you know, elementary school in the fifth grade where I would have my my vegetable soup at lunch. And then during recess, I'd run a mile every single day. And um, I, I truly be- I truly believe that the reason why this is something I kept doing was because whether it was family, friends, strangers, um, acquaintances, anyone, people were applauding this. People would say, wow, you're so disciplined. You're so hardworking or look at all this weight you lost in such a short period of time where I associated um, my worth with working out and losing weight. And I was more worthy and people were more impressed when I was doing more, losing more, all that type of stuff. So it, you know, it continued in middle school and high school and college it was all the things I was doing was not sustainable. So I was obviously yo-yo dieting. My weight was going up and down. It was not healthy. Um, there was a point in high school where I was literally working out 11 hours a day and I wasn't even eating that much and I wasn't like super skinny or anything. So obviously the over-exercising and under eating wasn't working for me and my body type. Um, and then, you know, college is just such a different leap because you're, it's so different than what you're used to. Um, you know, a lot of people aren't living at home anymore. Um, you have a different schedule, you're more in charge of your life. And, you know, I still kept up with over-exercising, um, under-eating. I got into competitive sports that required me to lose a bunch of weight in a short period of time. Um, like boxing, I'd have to lose like 30 pounds in six weeks. And it was something that I had to keep doing. Um, So it was just like a really unhealthy relationship. But once again, I would, I I felt more worthy when I lost weight. And it wasn't till until like right after I graduated college, and I moved with my now husband across the country. And everything was different except for, you know, my unhealthy relationship with food and my over-exercising. 
And my husband has a very healthy relationship with food, something that I didn't even know was normal. I didn't know if you were hungry, you ate. And if you weren't hungry, you stopped. <laughs> like, it sounds so simple, but that's just yeah. not how diet culture has taught us we are supposed to live. Diet culture says, all right, every two to three hours, that's when you're going to have a meal. You only eat carbs if you're going to work out. And if they are carbs, you have to have, you know, brown rice or sweet potato. It can't be white rice. It can't be a white potato. You can't have anything processed. So um, it, my husband was the first person that I said, like, I think I have an eating disorder. And it turned out that I was struggling with binge eating disorder and orthorexia. And I was like, this isn't the life I want to live anymore. It doesn't matter how small I get or how in shape I get. Like, I'm not happy. I'm obsessed. So it, you know, it, it takes time. People who, you know, when you do a diet, it promises you results in a couple of weeks, maybe a month. Um, but with finding food freedom, this is something that takes months and years and it's a lifestyle change. It's not something that, you know, you, you get to the end, like you're forever, forever learning and forever evolving. And I can honestly say, I didn't know that this life that I'm living now was possible. I didn't know that I could go out to eat on a weekday and not feel guilty. I didn't know I could keep peanut butter and cereal and ice cream in my kitchen and it would be there for weeks and months and I wouldn't even think about it. So it's just the amazing things that can happen when you find food freedom, but then also don't put your identity in things like fitness and nutrition. We should be putting our identity into God. That's awesome. That is definitely a story. And I like that it is on the more concerned about like working out and health range versus a lot of times you might hear stories or watch YouTube videos or whatever of someone who was crazy obese and lost weight. But this is having a mindset around like, go out to eat and get some ice cream, like to a point, right? And so um, I actually, I'm more aware now, but I want to say several months ago when I had heard the term food freedom, I have to admit, I hadn't heard it said with those two words together like that. So can you more so give me a definition for it or maybe an ex more example that my college girls might be uh, interacting with when they're at college, whether it's also bringing food from home or food on campus, just kind of your advice to college students and what that definition of food freedom is that they might have in their mind or that they should have in their mind. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So food freedom is the complete opposite of what diet culture teaches you that your relationship with food is supposed to be. So with food freedom, there should not be any guilt or shame associated with it. Food should not be on your mind 24 seven. You should have this peace with food. Like food it is what it is. It isn't good. It isn't bad. It doesn't make you good or bad because you decided to eat ice cream or eat a salad because I'm trying to be good. That's not how food works. There's no moral value to it because, you know, if you label, let's say kale as a good or a healthy food, um, if you ate that for breakfast, lunch, and dinner, you'd be very nutrient deficient. So I, I, that's why I don't like to label foods as good and bad because everything is fine in moderation and everything has its purpose. Yes. Food is medicine and mood can, and food can fuel you, but what about the, what about the, the side of food where it's 
it's enjoyable and it's pleasurable. You know, you think of any holiday out there and it all requires you to sit around a dinner table with family and friends. Like food is a part of culture. It's a part of bonding and family. And, you know, you go out to eat with your friends, all these things, food is more than just nutrients. So I think it's when you look at food for just what it is, instead of overanalyzing it and thinking that food is just about calories in versus calories out, um, is this carbs, fat, protein, and just obsessing with the macros, like that's not living a life of food freedom. Food freedom is not letting food be in control of you, but letting it just being able to live with peace with food. Yeah, definitely. I love that because (laughs) I need that more and more as like they talk about what, like freshman 15, like gaining 15 pounds when you go to college or whatever. And I, I don't know if I really got that in college, but I got it more after college. I don't know if it was that exact amount, but it was just like, um, sometimes even doing my work or going through things that weren't as interesting to me or like studying stuff you don't like sometimes you need like a boost of something interesting oh let me go get like a drink from starbucks or something but then to have an enjoyment of it like i would tell people one of my love languages is the gift of food like gifts might not like just gifts in and of themselves are awesome but i don't usually think of them as my top just personally but gift of food is like i don't have to make food for the next meal or like it's really a fun food right so i love that Are there ways that my college girls, like tactical steps that they might be able to kind of adjust their mindset around food? Like they might be listening to this and they're like, this is awesome, but I don't know how to get there. And of course I will shout out your podcast. Anybody can go listen to her podcast and, you know, connect with her. But I was just wondering if there were any couple tactical, tactical steps or ideas Yeah. So I think the first thing is like, give yourself grace. Like there's so much more to you and than than just like your weight and your body is the least interesting thing about you. So if you gain weight, who cares? Like that, (laughs) it's not a big deal. It's not the end of the world. Diet culture teaches us that you need to be the smallest version of yourself to be more worthy. Well, diet culture is wrong. We've seen over these past decades that the ideal body of a woman has changed so much. So there isn't really an ideal body. It's always changing. So it's literally just made up. So this ideal body is a made up body that everyone's striving for, but no one can really actually achieve naturally or even healthily, if that makes sense. (laughs) So it's, we obsess over these things. And I always say that it's funny because we all look so different. And I bet you that if we all looked exactly the same and had the same body, we'd all be doing anything and everything we could to look different. So, you know, people just want what they can't have, but you know, you, you talk about the freshman 15 and you understand like why that happens. You went from, let's say living at home where you ate because mom, dad, grandma, grandpa, whoever cooked for you, your meals, Um, you didn't really have money. Probably you weren't really going out. You didn't have that freedom of like, Hey, you want to do a late night ice cream run? Um, you're going to this place with all these new friends. Um, you were more in charge of yourself. You're probably not in all these freaking sports. Like most people are in, in high school. 
And you know what? We, we weren't meant to be the same size that we were in high school. Like stop keeping those pants or those jeans around, having them as goal pants, like get rid of them, donate them. Someone else can use them. It's literally just hurting your mental health um, sitting in your house. But I think like some tactical tips I can, I can give to those listening is um, one is be okay with your body changing. Like it's going to happen. We weren't meant to be the same size our entire life. Um, Two is like, use this as an opportunity to learn about our, about our bodies. We are not in tune with our bodies at all, which is what diets do. Diets say, okay, you are only allowed to eat these types of food. You can't eat sugar. You shouldn't eat carbs. And you are going to eat at 6 a.m., 9 a.m., 12 p.m., 3 and 6, and don't eat any later after that. So you are teaching yourself not to listen to your hunger cues. Your body will tell you, hey, I'm hungry. Or diet culture goes, oh, you're not hungry, you're just thirsty. No, I'm I'm hungry. My body will tell me when I'm thirsty. So, you know, learn how to listen to those hunger cues. And, and people truly think that if they honor their cravings or they listen to their hunger cues, that they are going to overeat and gain a bunch of weight. Well, here's the reality of it. In the beginning, yeah, you might overeat because you've never listened to your body before. But over time, you are going to realize that your body will tell you like, hey, that um, those three Oreos that you ate were satisfying and I feel good and I don't want any more instead of having the old mentality of like, oh, I already quote unquote messed up. I might as well eat the whole box because at that point, the Oreos don't even taste good anymore. Now there's guilt associated with this food. And now you have the mindset of I'll start over tomorrow. And then you get caught in that restrict binge cycle where you're restricting, you're under eating, which isn't sustainable and not enjoyable, most importantly. And then it's obviously not something you keep up. So then you go back to this binge cycle where you overeat. And now you feel guilty until the next day you start again with restricting. So I know it's a lot of information I just threw out threw at you, but um, I really think it is just learning to be in tune with your body um, and, you know, challenge the things that diet culture tells you you should be doing. Like we don't do this. We don't have our body, any other bodily function on a schedule. Like if I were to say, oh, I need to pee, but I just peed 30 minutes ago. I, I'm not allowed to pee for another two or three hours. Like that's literally ridiculous. But we do that with food. We're like, well, I just ate 30 minutes ago. I can't be hungry. Yeah. Maybe you you are hungry and that's okay. It's okay to eat and listen to your body and, and honor your cravings. So, you know, I think just really learning to be in tune with your body and it's gonna take a while. If you've spent five, 10, 15, 20 plus years dieting, you are not going to unlearn everything that diet culture taught you in a week, in a month. It might take a year. You might need to hire a coach. You might need to listen to podcasts, read books. You're not going to fail. You're going to be learning. Um, but it's hard because diets have like super strict rules. And we as humans like that. We like just being like, all right, just tell me what to do. Instead of it being like, well, you need to go through the trial and error to figure out what works for you and for your body, what you do like, what you don't like. and being okay with that and giving yourself that grace. That's good for me because, um, first off, thank you. Second off, I'm proud of myself because I was hungry before this podcast and I was literally <laughs> like, I really ate lunch. So, fr- so like early ago, that's not grammar. Um, 
recently. <laughs> I know what you mean. Yep. And I was like, well, I'm hungry. So I ate and I was thinking about what I was eating. I, and it was like, um, it, I like to have like, you know, people have cream cheese and bagel. Um, but I had cream cheese on just like this little flatbread thing we had and a little bit of honey on it. Cause like I get the, I don't get the sugared cream cheese. And I was literally thinking, you know, if I was counting calories right now, this is kind of a lot to the cream cheese, but if somebody else who is not used to looking at how healthy their food is, they'd probably be like, wow, that's a really healthy meal. Like that's protein and use honey instead. It's so relative by a lot of things. And I just want to thank you for that and ask you, honestly, this is a little bit more personal for me, guys, what you think about, is there a way to, what about those girls out there who really like working out to slim their body to a point and the healthy food and like, when do they know if they're not being healthy about it? You know what I mean? Because some people out there, like I'm actually in a dance recital coming up in about a month and for a week or two before I try to have less processed foods just so I look good in my costumes, but I'm not restricting. So I'm hungry all the time. Like what is the mindset around this that is it okay to a point that they're all interested in fitness or when is it too much? You probably have already indicated that in our conversation thus far, but just if there's any specific points, because my girl listening is probably stressed about this. Yeah, I think it is, it just requires a lot of checking in with yourself. And that's something I have to do because I enjoy working out. I enjoy eating healthy, but it, it did get to a point in my life where it was obsessive and it was um, actually hurting my mental health instead of benefiting my mental health. Mm-hmm. So I think it's really important to check in with yourself and ask yourself, okay, why am I doing this? You know, um, like I took a rest day yesterday and it was a Monday and diet culture tells you, oh, never skip a Monday, um, which is ridiculous because your body doesn't know what day it is. Um, But that was something I had to check in with myself because part of me was like, nope, got to start this week off right. I have to go work out. But the other part of me was I just did an Olympic triathlon two days ago. My body's exhausted. Ooh, good job. Oh, thank you. But I was like, I'm I'm tired. It's okay if I needed to take a break, if I needed to not work out on a Monday. Um, the old me would think like, oh, I've already started the week off bad. You know, this is a bad way to start, but um, just not having that all or nothing mindset. So like you were saying earlier with um, like the bagel and cream cheese, like everyone is so different. Um, you know, my little win can be not working out one day because I know I'm the type of person who overworks out where my friend's little win could be working out that day. Cause she's someone who doesn't work out consistently and regularly, you know, we go on Instagram and all the before and after pictures, like you were saying, it's like the first one you're overweight. And then the second one, now you slim down. And we think that's the only way to be successful, especially in the health and fitness industry. But when I look back at um, a lot of my before and afters, like, yeah, I look at a, a before one where I was overweight. And then I look at the next one where I was probably to the naked. I looked very, very fit, but I was not mentally healthy. Um, I was very much under eating and over exercising. And then I look at maybe where I am now. And yes, I'm not as um, I'm not up to the standards of what diet culture says um, an ideal body should be but I'm the healthiest version of me. And I know that my body is going to change and we need to be okay with that. 
So you, know, you must be doing to- something right if you did a triathlon. And then you're like, <laughs> I'm not the fittest person out there, but I did it good. I look good, you know. You know, let me throw one more thing in there. I'm 30 <laughs> weeks pregnant. I'm 30 weeks pregnant too. <gasps> no, <so. laughs> I didn't realize that. Congrats. Thank you. And that's like honestly been one of the biggest challenges as well, be mentally as well as physically, because now I'm in a point where I have to gain weight. And, you know, I've found food freedom for many years now. I've been an intuitive eater. I have a very healthy relationship with my body and with food. And now a new life change is coming where now I'm supposed to be gaining weight. Um, my, My goals are a little different. And this is why it's so important to check in with yourself. You know, now I'm going to the doctor and I'm supposed to be gaining weight, but then diet culture is also like, well, don't gain too much weight. Like you should only be gaining weight in in the belly and that's not how it works every body is so different so you know we're all going to go through different phases different life changes um we're gonna have different priorities you might be at a time where your mental health is really struggling so what you need to do isn't go to the gym two hours a day every day your little win for that day might be getting up out of bed and going for a walk or literally might be getting up out of bed and eating, eating lunch because you haven't eaten because you're feeling so depressed or anxious or whatever it is. Everyone's journey is so different, but it's also going to differ throughout their life as well. And that's why you just need to show yourself as much grace and compassion as you can. And as you'd show for your friend, if your friend was going through something similar, we're the only person that we spend hundred percent of our life with. So why don't we treat ourselves with the same love and grace and um just happiness that we would you know treat our neighbor if we talk to our friends the same way we talk to ourselves we'd probably have no friends so you know we need to I love look that at- you're the only one you that you spend 100 of your life with that's so true and how like treat others how you'd want to be treated also relates to treat others what if you treated others as you treated yourself? Like that's not. Yeah. Treat yourself how you treat others. <laughs> treat others. Exactly. So can you tie this together somehow? This is a vague question. I understand. <laughs> um, but to them, we're trying to go through college debt free, finding money, handling their money well, and wanting to have an okay mindset around money. And also they're freaking out because maybe they've got to that point, but now they want an okay mindset around food or even buying good food um, while they're in college, depending on where they're living, you know, commuting or in the dorms. Um, We have talked on your podcast how money and mental peace are really connected and then can affect your body because you can be less stressed if you handle it. But going the opposite way, um, perhaps even discussing how loving your body could help you handle the other stuff of college you know, even learning how to pay for college, I think it can go both ways. Yeah. And like we were talking about when I was interviewing interviewing you on my podcast, like everything is really interconnected. And um, when a lot of people think of health, they think of just fitness and nutrition. But um, when it comes to wellness as a whole, I want you to imagine it as this pie where there is your nutrition, there's your, your physical fitness, there's your financial health and wellness, there's your relationships, there's your spiritual health, um, you know, your mental health, your emotional health, all these things, all these things need to be fed, all these things need to be watered. And I much rather 
you try to do a little bit for all these things, instead of putting 100% into your physical health and your nutrition. So now there's no room for your mental health. There's no room for your financial health. What about your spiritual health? What about your relationships? We think that if we can't give something 100%, that you might as well give it zero. Um, You know, we're taught that in college too, like uh, 50% is an F, but oh my gosh, if I walked into an organic chemistry class and took a test and got a 50%, I knew 50%, that would be amazing, (laughs) you know? So so stop doing what college, like college teaches you, you know, you have to get an A in, in every single every single class. And, you know, when it, when it comes to life, if you're just pouring out a little bit into all these different areas of your life, you will be happy. You will have this wellness. Um, you will be more well-rounded and they all affect each other. Just like you can overwork out and it can negatively affect your mental health, but then the opposite can happen where working out can help your mental health. If you are someone who's struggling with mental health, but you need to find that balance. So I think, you know, finding the balance with yourself financially can help you with, um, you know, your nutrition and it helps you with your spiritual health and wealth as, as well. And everything, everything just ties in together and bleeds into one another. And we can't suck those other things dry just to feed the two, the two little areas that we think are the most important. All of them are important, but we can't expect 100% for everything, but we got to give it more than zero. That's awesome. Like if you could imagine not giving a hundred percent to something, but give 50% to the circle of your wheel, like your wheel will probably not um, bounce quite as much if you're driving along, along the road, you know, you might as well give some effort to each and a balance. I think this could both be freedom for people and kind of stressful for people because sometimes just counting calories is easier because it's a number, but maybe not easier in other ways. So I think it's like choose your hard. You know, one way can be hard. The other way can be hard. So that's awesome. Thank you. I think that would encourage some of my listeners because I do have the mental health aspect and I think it's so connected to your physical health. Um, could you just give any more advice that you'd suggest to my girls and tell them where to find you? Yeah. So I think, um, you know, the biggest takeaway is you have to be your own number one fan and you have to celebrate those little wins every day because you cannot hate yourself and you cannot hate your current self enough to love a future version of yourself if you want to love yourself later you have to start loving yourself now That's good. so you know no matter what your goal is no matter what struggles you're going through like first of all you're not in it alone and you don't have to go through it alone you can reach out to professionals whether it's a therapist or a health coach or a financial coach like you um you know reach out ask for help I thought I was the only person going through these eating disorders growing up just to find out that some of my closest friends were struggling with it as well. And we all just think that we're alone and you're not alone. So, you know, open up, reach out, be vulnerable. Nothing, nothing's wrong with that. Um, And for those who do want to reach out to me, you can find me on Instagram at this is Miranda Lee. And my website is this is Miranda Lee.com. And you can find, you know, my food freedom 
empowerment community on there as well. And you can find my, um, my podcast, the empowered podcast on either my website or, um, or my Instagram. And can you spell your first name for everyone? So they know they spell it right. Yeah. It's M I R A N D A and then Lee L E E. Awesome. Okay, cool. Super cool. Like hopefully my listeners can connect um, food freedom into their mindset on um, being able to be debt-free freedom, which can be hard in the moment, but so rewarding when they're done with college and imagining when they're done with college, what if they both had financial freedom and a healthy money, or I'm sorry, healthy relationship with food. Like that would be awesome. So I know freedom all over. (laughs) So go check out the empowered podcast. I know I will, because I think I need to be listening to a little bit more like this. I'm, I'm inspired by that. Um, and thank you for coming on. Yeah. Thank you so much, Kara. Guys, did you like the episode with me and Miranda? I hope so. Will you please let me know over in the Christian College Girl community? Go put down, um, post three emojis of what you would love to be able to do uh, in your fitness goals. And that could just be confidence in how you look no matter your size and that could be you dancing right or an emoji dancing or it could be specifically you want to learn how to ski or swim go post three emojis for me i'd love to connect with you in the christian college girl community on facebook again to find it you need to go to the christian college girl community dash scholarships and graduate debt free so i would love to connect with you go post three emojis and let's hang out there bye guys Hey girl. Okay, so before you run off to calculus, if this podcast has brought you any encouragement, would you please write a review on iTunes or take a screenshot, post it in your Insta stories, and tag me. Let's tell the rest of our stressed sisters that more money and peace can be attained outside of the conventional way of doing college. See you next time. Love and prayers, Kara.